Hey there, my name is Dylan, and this is my podcast. So, I just thought, I don't want my podcast to be just like my YouTube channel. Um, My YouTube channel, I just want it to be a video log. I wanted my podcast to be something else, something uh, unique to me. And uh, so I decided I wanted to talk about uh, things that just interest me and not necessarily my thoughts on the day or what's going on. Um, I wanted to talk, wanted to do a few things. I think I'll do an episode uh, saga on uh, storytelling. I love telling stories. Um, and then I'll do another one on gaming. Um, all kinds of gaming, from uh, console gaming to uh, board games. So, right now, I want to talk a little bit about Dungeons & Dragons and my experiences playing. Um, D&D has always been a, a, a big part of uh, my life. Um, been playing for a very long time uh, since I was young um, I've been playing some form of element of it um, maybe like six to eight years old and uh, throughout high school it was a staple and into college um, it became really solid uh, got a really good group of friends to play D&D with for years and it was fun um, I honestly start on planning a, a new uh, a new D&D session soon um, what's really fun about D&D is it's the ultimate uh, game the ultimate RPG just because you could build whatever you want um, you don't have to uh, worry too much about like the limitations of the programming or the artwork um, you just it, it's as far as the the rules you agree upon go and your imagination what do I mean by that it's like if you wanted to make a uh, you know like a Jacqueline Hyde kind of thing you could do that if you wanted to play as the Hulk, you can make it happen. If you wanted to make a character that you like a Jedi, you can make it happen. Um, and all those characters can exist in the same world with the same set of rules. And I think that's amazing. Um, a lot of the times it's lumped up into a, uh, a fantasy uh, kind of s- styled world but within the rule set you can even do like a Victorian world a more realistic world a sci-fi world uh, it's, it's quite outstanding so that's like my initial impression of D&D but I kind of wanted to talk about the uh, the current state of the game. Uh, recently, 
a new edition came out, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition, and uh, what an edition is, is basically a is updating the rule set. Um, it it's almost the equivalent of like a new console coming out, like the next generation of console. Um, usually things are simplified, polished, and made differently, and some would argue better. Now the current state of Dungeons and Dragons is a uh, very simplified. Um, you don't, they didn't want to put in too many rules and subsets. Uh, what does that mean? While you used to have a skill for tying a knot in a rope, they decided that that's just a, uh, a check. And what does that mean is uh, you roll a d20, you add, you add a, uh, like your dex modifier and then if your class is proficient you add your proficiency bonus it used to be that uh, anyone could uh, invest into tying a rope or not to learn skill right Um, each class would get its own set of skill points that they got per level up plus their intelligence modifier that they could use to apply to uh, any set of skills now, it's not quite like that. Anyone can tie a rope. Some people are better at it. And as you get higher, higher leveled, um, those who are proficient get better at it as well. Um, and there's ways that a person can get proficient in something that their class doesn't necessarily uh, make it proficient doesn't uh, give them the proficiency but that cost uh, what you would call a feat now you used to get a feat every other level uh, but now you get them every four levels so um, what a feat did was uh, basically uh, added an extra layer of talent to your character so for example there's a feat called Power Attack, which lets you sacrifice accuracy to do more damage. That was a feat. Um, you can get it or you couldn't. Those who got it were able to do that. Those who didn't have it weren't able to do that. Um, fighters got a feat every level. You know, and sometimes uh, some classes would grant a bonus feat on extra. But at minimum, people would have... 10 feats by the time they hit max level. Uh, That is no longer the case. Um, Feats are now restricted to level 4, level 8, level 12, level 16, and level 20. Um, And what it ultimately uh, leads to is less customization of the character and uh, putting those options on the class itself. Um, There's something called specializations in classes now that allow them to do the fun stuff like, you know, adding, uh, you know, twice your strength modifier to uh, 
your damage rolls or adding your constitution to your damage rolls or adding your constitution to your uh, to your armor class stuff like that um, so you still get the customization but it's all within the class now and not so much in the character previously it was about the character um, for example now you have very little reason to uh, multi-class because it you want to stay in your class to get those extra quote-unquote goodies. Um, and if you do take a level in another class, it's probably just a level. Uh, previously, you can... Uh, I mean, within the realm that it made sense to do it, You sometimes it just didn't make sense like uh, thematically or lore-wise to do it, but... You could, uh, you know, dip a level or two in Sorcerer to get some Bloodline abilities. And then dip a level or two in Paladin, or two levels in Paladin to get your uh, Charisma to saves. And that synergizes with the Sorcerer dip because now uh, you're using Charisma as your main stat. And then maybe you take a level of Fighter to grab an extra feat. And then you take Dragon Disciple Prestige class because it works with uh, your setup and you get charisma uh, that charisma is helpful um, it progresses your spell casting a little further and uh, before you know it your your uh, paladin dragon <laughs> you know maybe maybe that option still exists you could pick the dragonborn race take a level of uh, Sorcerer and go straight Paladin and get a lot of bonuses while still being the Dragon character. I guess that's a thing, an acceptable and a way to do it as well. But more recently, they announced the second edition of Pathfinder. Pathfinder 2E, if you will. And... Um, I haven't gotten a chance to take a, a huge look at it. It's not released yet. There's playtests, but I like looking at a finished product when it comes to D&D. And I'm, I'm excited for that. Pathfinder is, uh, is basically like a uh, an emulator of the 3.5 edition of Dungeons & Dragons. Um, it took what was good from 3.5 and what wasn't good they uh, changed into theoretically something better uh, Pathfinder had its own issues uh, with, as did uh, 3.5e but I think Pathfinder did a pretty good job um, with its goal it definitely re- did its goal making remaking 3.5 but better it did that for sure um The main issue with these books and these games is uh, something called Splat uh, within the community. Um, As time progresses, in order to expand on the game, they release more resources for the game, more rules, uh, more options, Um, and that's called Splat Books. They're, They're not core. 
Um, the core is the standalone. The splat is the expansions. And what it does is... Uh, generally, it leads to something called power creep. Um, the term itself is exactly how it sounds. Um, for example... Cell phones get bigger and bigger batteries, which means over time they take more and more power. Um, in the Dungeons and Dragons world, it's the feats and class abilities and weapons that get released in later editions, um, or like later revisions, are more powerful than the ones in core. Or add more flexibility. And what that ends up leading to is the power creep. Um, that's where, in uh, Dungeons and Dragons, that's where the main thing comes down is uh, a lot of the times you need the right tool for the right job. And the more general you make your character, the more talented you make them. You know, maybe they can cast the major useful spells. Maybe they can do good melee damage. Maybe they can use a bow really well, too. Um, maybe they have a good amount of skills. And all of a sudden, you've created a, a, a character that's pretty much Batman, where they have a utility belt to call upon. And that tends to be the more powerful of characters. That they have that many uh, options set before them um, it actually uh, hurts the main aspect of Dungeons and Dragons which is the multiplayer aspect um, in order to have a good party you kind of want a niche you want to be good in one thing and, and decent in a few others um, and hopefully the rest of your party is good in other things that you're terrible at. And you guys take care of each other and synergize together and work well. Uh, you play off each other's strengths and protect each other's weaknesses. You make a character that is a, a jack-of-all-trades, uh, a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Um, and you kind of eliminate the need for the party the party tends to uh, rely on you for all their problems and they end up making uh, what you would call an incompetent character or one that can't take care of itself. What comes to mind <laughs> what comes to mind is uh, one person that I played with made a character that did a, a great amount of damage but would uh, die all the time. And he played a really hardy class as well. Had tons of hit points, but I don't know exactly what they were building for. But their character was just incompetent. My character was a uh, a barbarian that was practically invincible, just couldn't die. Uh, had way too much health. Uh, had way too much uh, ways of avoiding damage. Could run through walls, uh, like phase through them. But I'm sure if you wanted to get enough strength to run through them as well. Um, could teleport. <laughs> yeah, it, it got it got out of hand. 
But that's D&D for you. And it's fun. And I think if people got a chance to play it, they'd thoroughly enjoy it. Now, it may not be for everyone, and learning the rules can be difficult, but there's other systems that are uh, D&D in spirit. Uh, Fate Core comes to mind, and that's just played with a, a very simple character sheet. It fits on an index card um, with um, a set of dice that are very easy to read. Um, and you pretty much know right away if you succeed or not. Um, there's very little math, and it's all about role playing and uh, being what you want to be. Um, Fake Core is great because you can pick it up and just do scenarios rather than making an entire campaign around it. Um, those scenarios can lead, can be all part of a, one, you know, big story arc or campaign, but the fact that those uh, options exist is uh, really fun. I think it's really cool. I enjoy Fake Core. I think I enjoy uh, Pathfinder a bit more. But that's just me. Um, I wanted to get in a little, a little bit about world building and uh, exactly how to do that as well. Um, a lot of the times you have a setting in mind and you could roll with it. So let's do a little exercise. What is the theme that you want to go for. I want to go for a uh, a world where where uh, it has a heavy hand on it. It's a cursed world. It was better not too long ago. Maybe 50 years ago there was a but the world is currently in a, uh, a permanent state of uh, twilight where it's warm enough for people to live and uh, you can get some crops but it's difficult it's hard Um, you know maybe it was a uh, so I asked like how at at that point I have enough to start I have enough to start and to do that you ask how did it get that way because a uh, a wizard summoned a, uh, an evil, like an evil old god that uh, took the light away from the world, but wasn't able to take all of it away. Okay. Why wasn't he able to take all of it away? Because the forces that opposed him uh, didn't fail completely. Uh, they managed to stop the ritual just uh, just enough to keep uh, the entire world being plunged in the darkness. Okay, what are the consequences of that? And 
from there you can be like, well, there's still hope. Hope to reverse it. Um, people can see the light in the... There, there's still, a, you know, a twilight. There's still a, a dawn. Um, it just never gets too bright. It never gets uh, light enough. Um, so there's still that hope that people can fix it. And uh, that's currently what the forces against it are trying to uh, oppress. They're trying to oppress hope. But there's uh, there's that resistance. And it's like, okay, well, who's the, the main driving force? It's like, well, now you have a... Okay, let's say that there's a lot of vampires roaming around now because they can uh, exist in uh, the main daylight without being harmed and not needing extra uh, magical protection or anything like that. So that's a, a new faction that arises. They they don't necessarily like the uh, the old god that was summoned and his followers, but they're uh, not against them because they allow them to exist and th- those vampires are rising in power. Okay. So, who are the forces of good? And, uh... You know, you, that's when you got, like, there's a... The Order of the Sun is the uh, the main uh, banner that the rebels fly, fly under. They're not very organized at this point. Um, but anyone can take up the flag and uh, fight for it. Their main uh, headquarters exist in the capital city. What's the capital city, right? And all of a sudden, you make a setting just by asking, you know, a few whys. Um, that exercise is called the five whys. And you're just not asking why, per se. You're asking intelligent questions to build the world. And hopefully someone's writing it down so you don't forget what you just said. Or you're recording it like this. But in no more than 5 to 10 minutes, you can have a, a solid, not a complete, but a solid backstory to, uh, to begin. And uh, you just keep asking yourself why, how, uh, where's this going? Uh, are they successful? Is there anything else that could be done? Is this preventative? And you keep doing that. And you keep flushing out what you're going for until you have a complete story. Anyway, that's how I write fantasy. Um, I don't find it too difficult. I feel like if I could do it, anyone else can do it. Um, But the big thing is you have to be interested in it. I mean... I don't think it'll work if you're unenthusiastic about it. You have to really uh, fight for it and hope for it. But um, with that, this is what this uh, general podcast is going to be about. It's going to be uh, it's going to be about world building and whatnot. Um, I'm going to try to keep that part um, short and consistent. Um, And maybe we'll keep using this world. Anyway, there's my thoughts.